Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I'm so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. This is episode 29, end of year recap, and what is a histamine intolerance? Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor first. I am doing my end of year recap episode. Uh, One of the best decisions, (laughs) and this is for anyone who's an aspiring podcaster, one of the best decisions I've made with this podcast is to not have seasons. Having seasons as in season one, season two was a big mistake for two of my other podcasts. It's so much easier to say, listen to episode 47 for more information instead of refer to season one, episode 17. So just a little podcasting tip. I dropped the first episode of this podcast on April 25th, 2022. So it hasn't even been eight months. And I am so happy with the progress of this podcast as a whole. I would love to say thank you so much to you, the listeners who DM'd me and emailed me advice, tips, and reminded me that I'm not alone on this UC journey and that we're all figuring out how to heal. I'm in gratitude of the beautiful five-star ratings and reviews that you took your valuable time out of your day to write and submit to Apple Podcasts. Without you, this podcast would obviously be nothing. So please know I always appreciate you. Just a little update. (laughs) I had a talk, uh, a text talk last night with um, Evan Botterman, who you guys know from the episode for with the um, total colectomy and the J pouch surgery. And he kind of pushed me to video. So I'm getting there with this newsletter. I'm getting there. It's on my list today. It is a goal for this month. So I am hoping to get a first newsletter, video newsletter out to those of you who have signed up for this UC newsletter. That is one of my goals for this month or the new year. See how I keep pushing things back into you like that. But seriously, this is one of my goals. And uh, then you get to see my amazingly sunshiny face instead of just hearing me. So I thought that would be cool as a newsletter idea. And of course, you will be the first to know when that comes out. Okay, so one last hint about my contest to win a free digital copy of my UC book. I love that no one gives a shit about this contest (laughs) except for me. (laughs) But this is the hill I'm going to die on apparently. So here we go one last time and then I'm dropping the subject. God damn it, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to force it down your throat. So here we go. Which character was diagnosed with UC in an episode of a famous TV show? The show was huge in the early 2000s and is one of the biggest shows of all time. Okay, here's a big hint, you guys. This show may have had a mafia theme. So what character from this show was diagnosed with UC? Good luck. I will give you an even bigger hint. You can actually search for it online. 
DM me, email me. For the love of God, someone wins to make me feel good. <laughs> this year was a learning curve with how to go about this podcast. When I was in my life-threatening flare in 2021, I tried to research resources besides, you know, the normal pharmaceutical and medical resources, and I couldn't find much. And I've heard this same issue from you guys as well. So I wanted to hear or read a personal and detailed account of someone's UC journey where the person discussed everything and didn't hold back because what I find is people besides myself, and and I understand why. It's a very sensitive, very private subject. They don't want to talk about their poo. They don't want to talk about how they feel. They're really embarrassed, and, and I understand that. But you know, we need to hear from someone, and I guess it's me right now, that we need to hear that honest talk. And that's why I created this podcast, because if you can't find it, you create it. When I swear, talk about poo, talk about sex, and I'm brutally honest, that's me. You are getting 100% J India. And that's exactly what I would have wanted to hear during my flare. I have to say a special thank you to my guests. And let me tell you guys, I vet these guests. Joanne Pavin has been on three times educating us on healing practices, healing modalities with regard to trauma and advanced Ayurveda. Therapist Allison Chawla and I discussed childhood sexual abuse and how trauma stores in the body as you see. Jillian Little discussed her story of being diagnosed in the 90s and dropped serious, you guys, nuggets of wisdom I still think about almost on the daily. I, I love that episode. The brave Evan Botterman detailed his total colectomy and J-pouch surgeries and let us know that even if you see becomes this dire situation, there's still light at the end of the tunnel. These guests are all beautiful souls who I am glad I can now call my fellow UC warriors. What I've learned in this almost eight months of this podcast is there will be ups and downs, there will be flares and good times, and that not everything is about my colon. Leading up to my colonoscopy, I would get these mysterious pains under the center of my rib cage, and I would blame the UC. Well, yes, it is UC adjacent, but that's not even where the colon is located. <laughs> you know, I figured out I was having issues with my gut, and in particular, my liver, and I even figured out that I developed a histamine intolerance because of the UC, which I'll discuss more about that in a second. But after my gastroenterologist told me that he only found a bit of inflammation in the descending colon, I realized that those pains were associated with other organs. And sometimes the pains were associated with a tough yoga workout and straining those muscles. So what I'm trying to say is obviously everything is autoimmune related and I understand that, but sometimes you have to take a step back and this is why, and I know a lot of you will not agree with me, and I respect that 100%, but this is why I really feel that colonoscopy can be a good thing because then you know for sure, okay, this is what's happening in my colon. 
Let's move on to the histamine intolerance. I want to do an entire episode on this topic next year. Can you believe we're talking about next year? Can you believe it? 2023 is right around the corner. So I want to talk about this next year when I have a full scope of the situation and more information. But here's what happened. After I was eating any kind of food, my eyes were watering and or I was experiencing nasal congestion. I'd been having a lot of phlegm in my throat and sore throat and phlegm upon waking some days. It was getting very hard podcasting uh, at some points due to all the sinus issues. And remember, I'd been complaining of a swollen tongue in that I did a small bonus episode on that. My eyes had become dry and scratchy. My rosacea had worsened. I'd been having nausea, diarrhea, insomnia, some sneezing and headaches, dizziness, weird periods. And by weird, I mean, let's say my period would start on a Monday just a little bit and then it wouldn't come in just a tiny bit and then it wouldn't come full throttle until Wednesday, which has never happened before. This is a very recent thing and also heightened anxiety. But keep in mind, I just had a colonoscopy that produced extremely positive results. So I knew I wasn't in a major flare and I wasn't feeling the UC fatigue or edema or painful colon spasms. I realized it was something else. And after a lot of researching, I discovered it's a histamine intolerance And I found out that many of us with IBD, especially if we've gone through a horrendous flare or flares, we can develop something called a histamine intolerance. And this is a common affliction, yet relatively unknown for those of us with UC, Crohn's, any other IBD. And just so you know, from what I read, the National Associations for Allergies, and there's a couple of them, at least here in the U.S., do not recognize a histamine intolerance. So good luck if you go to an ear, nose, or throat doctor. I imagine you have to find a functional medicine doctor to address this issue. Uh, Good luck if you go to a GI physician. They're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. I'm just being honest with you. I always say here in this podcast, consult with a doctor, do it, but make sure you're consulting with the right type of doctor. In this case, you're probably looking more at a functional medicine doctor a naturopath, you're looking at someone like Dr. John Duyard of lifespa.com who has a good amount of research on this subject. So you want to go to someone like that. Basically, a histamine intolerance is when our bodies either create excess histamine or cannot break it down fast enough. In other words, I have too much histamine. And this goes back to an issue with the liver as well. The liver, if it's functioning correctly, is constantly clearing out toxins. And if it's clogged, then it's an issue. I also think the colonoscopy wiped out a lot of the good bacteria out of my gut, which exacerbated the situation. And I have to say this is my third colonoscopy, and I really feel that my gut needed time to adjust after each colonoscopy to get the good bacteria back. So this is something I've noticed now for the third time. And again, as you guys know, I afterwards I tried to do the probiotic enema and it just wasn't working. So 
But before the colonoscopy, I had a few instances where I went way overboard with sugar. And I know this is a culprit because I was doing well before those incidents. Before those incidents, my gut was doing very well. And then I went overboard. And, um, you know, I have to say, you guys, I'm getting to the point, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself, where I'm kind of turned off by chocolate at this point. I, I never thought I would get to a point of saying that ever, ever come out of my mouth. But I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm getting pretty damn turned off by sugar and chocolate because of what keeps happening. And this is me. You know, I, I'm the type of person when I took the processed oils out, it had to, or I had to get to a point where I was getting so sick every time I consume them that now just even smelling them, I can't stand it. So I guess this is, you know, I have to do everything the hard way. <laughs> I have to, there's something with me where I just have to torture myself until I finally, you know, get on the right track. So I just want to uh, give you that little sugar update. To heal a histamine intolerance, according to experts, and this is a plan I'm following for now, and I'm already seeing major relief, I am adding in probiotics. However, they are, oh no, no, wait, I just got them. Sorry, I got them last night. I just got the probiotics I wanted from lifespa.com. They carry the probiotics that work best for my body. A lot of people like the Natron probiotics, and unfortunately, I had ordered them with the lactose and because you either get the vegan or the the non-vegan, I guess you could say, probiotics by accident. I ordered the ones with dairy and they don't work well for me. And I can have dairy, but they just don't work well for my body. And I really love the Life Spa probiotics because Dr. John Duyard, he talks about the research behind developing these probiotics and how... The company he works with, they were the only company that has this type of mixture of probiotics to where they actually stick to the gut and to the colon and everything because he explains, and I, I you know, definitely go on the website so you can see the explanation, but a lot of the probiotics you get in the store, even if they're really high end, they move through the body. They don't stick to it, but these stick to it. So that's why I always use LifeSpot probiotics. They come in like a little chiclet gum thing. That's what it looks like. You don't chew it, but you just swallow it. So let's call it a chiclet. So they come in a chiclet form and they also come in powder form, but those are on back order. They're finally being sent to me. And the powder ones, I will swear by. I love them. I think they are the absolute best. So anyway... I'm not getting any money for this, even though I should. And I'm hoping that these probiotics repopulate my gut with good bacteria. I'm also waiting for an herbal supplement from Life Spa made specifically for histamine intolerance that includes quercetin and vitamin C, which boost immunity to handle excess histamines. And the interesting part about the vitamin C is... You need to have a good amount of vitamin C also to absorb ferritin. So I'm noticing this vitamin C thing is an issue for me and that I, I need to, you know, obviously bump up my vitamin C, which which I'm doing with these herbal supplements. In the new year, I plan to go and get a B12 shot again with the vitamin C infusion because that actually worked really well. I'm surprised how well it worked. For me, it took, I want to say, maybe three weeks to notice 
any results, but it did it did work. So I'm really going to address this vitamin C issue. But the problem is when you're adhering to a low histamine diet, citrus fruits are not good. So, you know, it's always a balance with this diet type of thing. Currently, I am taking an enzyme called DAO or diamine oxidase. Many of us with IBD have low DAO, which is the enzyme that breaks down histamine in the gut. This has been a game changer for me so far, so far. I'm also taking a milk thistle blend capsule that I trust and have taken before. It's very gentle. Like Joanne Pavin said in last week's episode, don't screw around with a major liver cleanse unless you're under the guidance of a health professional. And I'm adhering to a low histamine diet, which has been extremely helpful. And it somewhat aligns with my normal UC diet. So at least that's a good thing. Now back to the swollen tongue. I've seen a noticeable reduction in the swollen tongue since addressing the histamine issue, and my voice has been better when podcasting. It's still not anywhere near where I want it, uh, but I've seen a significant improvement. A listener reached out and he said that he is using milk thistle also to address the swollen tongue issue, and it's been extremely successful for him. So I imagine that he possibly cleared out a bit of a clogged liver and lymph issues, and possibly he may have a histamine intolerance to boots, although I can't speak for this person. And I'm going to, you know, take some time and see how this all works for me. And I'm probably going to move on to the supplement he recommended, but I want to try it first before I tell everyone, you know, what I'm doing and announcing it. But I do appreciate this listener for reaching out. And one more thing from everything I've read, To heal a histamine intolerance, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes months, usually at least three months or more to completely remedy the issue to where the symptoms are completely gone. So as we already know with UC, patience is key. Unfortunately, it sucks, but it's true. For me, I've realized I've been dealing with this histamine intolerance on and off from adolescence. As a runner in high school, I had exercise-induced anaphylaxis, which for me means I break out in an itchy and painful rash on my stomach and legs with vigorous exercise. Thus, I have to stop the exercise immediately. And this still happens to me to this day. I went, um, this was probably a few months ago. It was around summertime. I figured it was warm. And I tried to run and uh, trust me, I'm not in good shape with running at all or cardio. I'm sad to say that, but, (laughs) but you know, it's good to add cardio back in and I was getting the exercise induced anaphylaxis and I had to stop and I've been really frustrated, but now I think I realize what's causing it, which makes me so happy. So I'm hoping that maybe I can start running again. I mean, that would be really great because when I ran, I was was so meditative and I used to love doing it. I want to just talk about one more thing in regard to Ayurveda. So we didn't talk about this on Joanne's episode or my Basics of Ayurveda episode, but here's a big principle of Ayurveda. You do not use supplements over three months. That is a big principle because 
you know, you can go on to John Diard, Life Spa, Marianne Teitelbaum, all these big people, and they will tell you that this Western idea of using medicine for life is not healthy. It's not good. Then your body creates other problems because you're on that statin for cholesterol, for life, for you're on this low blood pressure pill for life because you're not addressing the cause. You're just addressing the symptoms. That's that's a problem, right? So I really have attached to this Ayurvedic principle of seeing how everything is after three months, only using supplements for 90 days. And that's really what works for me. That makes me happy. And I find that, yeah, I need those 90 days. I get off something and I'm good. Now, please, please, if any of you are on any type of major medication, do not stop it. You have to go to your doctor and talk about that because if you want to stop medication, that can actually hurt you way down the line if you just stop it. For example, with prednisone, if you just stop it, you're going to really mess your body up. So if that's something that you ever wanted to do and you know, look into ways to maybe go off medications, that's something you absolutely have to do with a doctor. You cannot just do it on your own. You cannot just say, forget it. And by the way, if you go to any of these functional medicine experts, they won't let you do it either. They, they, they won't be like, okay, you come into my office. Now we're taking you off the you know, blood pressure pill. It doesn't happen that way. It, 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 for people who can wean off these things, and many people can't because it's a genetic issue, it's hereditary, it's whatever, and you just have it, you're just going to be on it for life. But for those people who have weaned off of it, it takes years. You know, it takes months, it takes years. So it's not something you can just say, poof, overnight, I'm done. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. Again, I will go into further detail about this histamine intolerance once I have a good and knowledgeable handle on the situation. And and I want to give myself that three months so I can report back to you. So to close this end of year recap, I will say that I look forward to learning and growing more with all of you in 2023. I already have some riveting topics and a couple guests lined up. If you have any suggestions, please DM me at two inches off the ground and email me at freespiritpodcasts at gmail.com. I think I said this in another episode, but if there's ever a situation where you've emailed me, you DM'd me, and I'm not getting back to you, then something's wrong because I write back to everyone. I write back to everyone right away. I do not wait on that. If there's an issue, try me again. Make sure you look at the email address. Make sure you have the right Instagram account. And by the way, when I'm saying free podcasts, I'm saying it with an S. So it's free podcasts at gmail.com. So I just want to confirm that. Next week, I will have a mini episode for the holidays. And then I will be taking, I'll be taking a quite a break, maybe month long, six week break from podcasting to return to writing the second draft of my book because this is the book that never ends. Although I shouldn't say that. I've only been working on it for you know, a few months. So I shouldn't say that. I just wanted you to know that. And again, for those of you, I think I explained it in one episode that I do so many podcasts that if I don't take a break, I will burn out. And that's what I did to myself 
last August, September. So I want to make sure I take these breaks from podcasting because it's healthy. I come back with new material. I come back refreshed. I come back excited. I come back with the right energy. That's what you guys need, right? You don't need someone coming on being like, I'm so burned out. I have to do yet another episode. You want people to come back with enthusiasm and happiness and all that good stuff. In my household, when we have the perfect poo, we call it a green heart. And you know that poo when you just turn around and you're like, oh my God, that was a perfect shit, perfect color, no blood, perfectly formed. And you were just so proud of yourself. I hope every day is a green heart day.